Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris, the seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back, and Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, bada, 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 so we bada. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. And anything I got is not a rental. I own that mom. Welcome into the hot corner. It's nice to be a Wednesday. Welcome back, buddy. Or it's always a Wednesday. Yeah, thanks. We did the uh, the solo show without you because you were doing your yearly pilgrimage to the middle of nowhere to camp and do campy stuff. Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. I found out I uh, so we do we do a lot of uh, rafting out there. Mm. I thought you were going to say drinking. Uh, yeah, that that does happen. Although this year I was surprised. I, I think I drank this less this year than I normally do. I came back with a lot of beer, hmm. which is weird for me. I'm not sure if less than you normally do is less than most people would normally do or right. just less than you guys would normally do. Right. It's probably less than what we normally do. Well, those guys may have. Myself, personally, I did a little bit less. I found out, though, after doing some digging, so we raft this river. It's pretty rowdy. Not for the faint of heart. And after I dumped my boat at this really big river, really big rapid, and swam for a while, pulled over on the shore for a little bit to collect my breath, had a beer, then decided to jump back on the boat and finish off the route, and I could not find my life jacket. I thought in the state of confusion and everything after swimming in this very cold, very fast river for a while that I took it off and set it somewhere and it floated away. Well, I've now looked at GoPro footage and photography from the side of the road, and I have come to realize that I did this entire run with no life jacket on. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's stupid and brave Uh, and... and Stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Excuse me. He looks really hot. I cannot fathom. No, he looks really stupid. (laughs) I don't think there is a single thing in my life I have done dumber than that. 
and you just life jacket's number one priority. Well, it's number one thing. Of course, it's and helmet is number two. I've got a helmet on. Where's my life jacket? And nobody saw that you weren't wearing a life jacket. And everyone that I was on a boat with has done rivers for decades, and nobody saw. Nobody saw. So you just at some point, wow, forgot to put it on. Yep, and did the entire tough run. Swam. Swam. And alive. Good. I'm alive. Good. That's yeah. good. I'm glad. Yeah. Especially because of where you were. We don't know if we would know that you were alive. No. If, that, if you had gone missing. Yeah, it'd take a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably show up in like Lewiston. Is that Idaho? Yeah, but like, you know, 100 miles away from. Okay. 130 <laughs> miles away from where I was. But yeah, hey, hey, I'm alive. You're here. Woo! Last week you missed... We made fun of my inability to do anything outdoorsy. It became a oh. how long would Mike Lynch survive in the wild? And uh, RJ came in with three minutes at the end of the segment. He started at 24 hours. <laughs> and as I continue to tell how little I knew, it was lowered to three minutes. Oh. Um, and you, then RJ. also Deal said they thought I'd look like Bigfoot and would claim I was Bigfoot because I'd be running from like a spider or something. <laughs> um, so you did that. Is that, you, is that set up for a, uh, a greatest hits, Joe? Uh, potentially. Okay. I mean, I want to hear that. Yeah, I would have to go back and listen to it, but it could be a potential greatest hits. It, it's weird to do a best of segment without the other person there, so maybe it's not. But well, I mean, if it's that ridiculous. Hey, I did it last time with uh, Patrick's rant about the Olympics. Oh, that is true. But the thing that saved it was the very next week having the back or the second segment be him totally being a hypocrite on everything. Olympics are pretty cool after he just bashed him literally seven <laughs> then I, days then before. I watched, then I watched all day every yeah. day. Um, so, so then, yes, I would maybe use this conversation to back All right. Up. Well, then that could be a best of kind of thing. So <laughs> Patrick's missed- nearly losing his life because he wasn't uh, wearing a, a life vest. Hey, I blame my friends for not noticing. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> that you didn't notice it on your own shoulders and body. Hey. I wonder why I feel lighter right now. Less weighed down. Um, Found so, out I'm a good swimmer. <laughs> we we did that. We talked about the Rays starting Sergio Romo as their opener, which we both thought was very interesting. Uh, so you missed that. Uh, we talked about the Braves and the Phillies, I believe, mm. both playing each other the day we were doing the show, both at the top of the NL East. Which process was sexier? I said, who do I actually believe in? And I said, the Braves, and I don't believe in the Phillies. I think they'll come back down to earth. Oh, but Jake Arrieta, he's so great at three. And then uh, that was about it. I think that was all we did. Yeah. Huh. So that's what you missed last week. Not not too much, but some Wouldn't fun. really say I missed anything. No, you didn't. I'm just joking. No, it sounds didn't. great. I mean, we're not missing anything tonight. What? I think we got a great show <laughs> lined up tonight, you jerk. Oh, do we? Oh, do we? I mean, I wasn't just napping for an hour, but I think we got a great show lined I up. I was 100% just napping for an hour. <laughs> and you are you are a wonder napper, let me tell you, because we tried to wake you up by saying like, hey, Patrick, come on, Pat. Like, Joe tapped you on the shoulder, nothing. He had to, like, push you to get you to wake up. Give you one of those, yeah, shoves, like a startle. Yeah, when I go down, I'm out cold. Uh, in any- you were down in a chair in a room that I was talking in mm-hmm. with speakers of Isaac and Suk talking yep. with me doing typing tests loudly with Joe entering and talking to me yep. and you didn't move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's I'm, I'm that way at home as well. Uh, it's not just snaps. It's when I go down, I go down. All right. Um, I don't know if it's all the hard drugs I'm on or what, but I'm going to go ahead and say yes, probably. Yeah. That, uh, that yeah, might do I it. Agree. Thanks Joe, Jim. Whatever, which one of you are? Jim, Bob, Jim, Joe, Cooter. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I just uh, 
When it's time to sleep, it's time to sleep. <laughs> Do you ever have troubles trying to fall asleep? Uh, very, very rarely. I'll have the... You have something to do the next morning that you know you have to get up for. So you're kind of like, oh, I got to make sure I fall asleep on time. And then you pressure yourself into falling asleep and then you can't because all you're telling yourself is you need to fall asleep. That happens to me probably once every other month or so. Um, but no, generally, if I get tired, I'll pass right out. Yeah, I usually don't have problems with it, uh, mostly because there are usually substances at hand that will help me fall asleep. Mm. And I'm not talking about racist pills. Um Although that would also help you fall asleep. Apparently, that'll help you fall asleep. Uh, I've never had one of those before. I've had one before. Yeah? Um, well, I've had half of one before. It sounds great, but I drink a lot, so that usually helps me pass out. Yeah, well. But pa drinking, drink sleeps are never good. Drink sleeps never make you feel fully recovered. You wake up the next morning like, well, I know I slept eight hours and I didn't move, but I feel like I didn't sleep at all. Wow, then I guess I haven't had a good night's sleep in probably about six years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kali Dokali. All right. Well, we got a lot of stuff going on tonight. We, I think we're talking, we're doing, what are we doing? We're doing robots. We're doing robots. Mariners. Uh, tiny islands in the Caribbean. Maybe. Fantasy. Correct. Not that cool kind of fantasy, but you know, the kind that I suck at. And, yeah, you've fallen off the face of the earth in that league, man. And, uh, and uh, yeah. And fair foul. And then that, and that sounds about right. Yeah, so we'll do that today. Uh, fantasy, we'll do our fantasy segment at 745, as I think we've decided we will now always do at 745. Yeah, because generally the first segment of our sportsy stuff goes two segments. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll do that at 745, as we always do. We've got the guru, Mr. Mike Lynch, in the house. So if you have anything, questions, comments, and or concerns about your fantasy, you can hit us up on the fan text line at 55305. That bad boy also lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. You can also find us on Twitter. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27 You can find me at pdiddy085. However, I probably haven't tweeted in two and a half years. Our fantastic producer, Joe Fisher, is at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H, harass us. We kind of like it. When we come back to start this bad boy off, uh, Rob Manfred likes robots. Is that crazier than Jerry liking monkeys? Probably not, because I think this dude might actually like robots. We'll do that next. This is Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 7.15 here on The Fan. This is the Hot Corner. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris, Joe Fisher with you as we do this every single Wednesday. What a beautiful day it is. Mike, do you feel better being able to step away from your investigative journalism you've been doing all day? Oh, about the Brian Colangelo stuff? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> or, or was it one of those moments where you're kind of like, ooh, this is a lot of work, but I'm kind of excited. Well... Let's be. Let's peel back the curtain. Pull and be the fair. curtain. I didn't exactly do a lot of investigative journalism. I, I took probably about seven minutes. Oh right, because journalism's dead. <laughs> no, I took seven minutes Go on Twitter, Twitter when I saw someone retweet something. It was the worldwide Wob guy on Twitter, who's a big NBA Twitter guy. He's really funny. He retweeted something, and it led me down a vortex of all these theories about why the Brian Colangelo burner accounts for his wife. Mm -hmm. And I was enthralled for about eight minutes. I was listening to it in the parking lot until I came in here and took a nap. 
That was probably all, all that I said about it. So oh. I was like, look at Mike being an investigative journalist. Well, if investigative journalism is stealing others' investigative journalism, then yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Well, welcome to what we do now on the internet. That's what Twitter was made for, right? I just saw about six people go by in the bike, children, the bike town bikes. Oh, the, the bike, bike bikey town bikes. However, you want to say it. Why they make them bright orange? Ah, uh, probably to distinguish between the fact that they are not someone's bike; they are the city's bike. Hmm. They're not the city's bike. Well, you know what I mean. They're shared bikes because we went to San Nike's Diego bike. this weekend for Memorial Day, and they have green scooters and bikes. Scooters, like electric little like. Oh. Like raise, like they're kind of like razor scooters, but they're electric. Game changer. They have those and green bikes. Hmm. Hmm. So bright green probably is like a hey, nobody's gonna have a bike that this color, or very few people will, and uh, it makes it a little more obvious. I do like the color orange. It makes me want to steal one. Also, Nike, one of their primary colors is orange, right? A lot of their shoe boxes are orange, and sure. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just you know, just throwing it out there. Just uh, throwing it out there. Well, Rob Manfred came out today, or the article, I suppose, came out today of Rob Manfred talking about robots. I'm so excited about this. I never thought we'd actually get there. It's kind of like Blurns Ball in Futurama. <laughs> like, we're finally at this point where the game is evolving that we don't even need players anymore. We're just going to use robots. That I'm really excited about. It's like live video game, right? Isn't that what the article says? No. Oh, what was I reading? Uh, you were reading whatever weird, sarcastic hopes and dreams that you were formulating <laughs> in your brain. All right, all right. It wasn't that. Well, Rob Manfred's talking talking about basically uh, ro uh, computer software programs being able to call balls and strikes in games. Yes, this conversation is coming back to us, but it was interesting because he had some stuff to say that is a little more progressive than I think anything we've ever heard before. Especially from a commissioner in baseball. Yes. Yep, especially from a guy whose job in the, I would say, of the only major sport that holds on to how we used to do things back in the day. Uh, for him to say something like this was kind of kind of interesting. He's been on top of pace of play issues since, since he came into the league, what, like 2014, 15? Has it been that long already? He's been around probably. for a while. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and and uh, I've got this quote from him. He says, I think we are much closer than we were a year ago to having the te technological capability to actually call the strike zone. And Ken Rosenthal, uh, per The Athletic, one of the thousands of people he works for, I guess, uh, adding that the league has, quote, worked very hard on the pitch tracking software uh, called PitchFX. Okay. Uh, the accuracy is way up, way better than it was a year ago. The technology continues to move, and it actually moved a little faster than I might have thought, which is what Manfred said, which leads us to this, I don't know. I don't even know where we start on this. Well, do you start with, is this a good idea, human element? Well, we've talked about that before, right? Right. So, I mean, I guess where to start is, in my opinion, is... I didn't even think that Major League Baseball was considering this as a possibility. Part of me went, yes, they're instituting replay. Yes, they're instituting more advancements to getting the call right. Yes, they want to improve pace of play. But I also thought that we were at a point where there was going to be a line where they said the umpire is still an important part of the game. The 
game within the game of the pitcher and the batter and the umpire and figuring out what's a ball and what's a strike and what you can get stretched and the catcher framing the pitch, all that kind of stuff. I thought we were going to keep that, for lack of a better word, sacred. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they are this far along and testing it and seem pretty serious about it is very, very jarring to me as a baseball fan. I guess I guess one of the one of the things that that pops out to me on this is more the idea of why is this being associated with pace of play? Is uh, umpires calling balls and strikes really affecting pace of play? No. Are they letting stuff get away so much that it's allowing more hits, more walks, more time at the dish i don't know i'm i'm confused as to why this is being attached to pace of play i don't think it's being attached to pace of play in that way i think it's being attached to pace of play in the opposite way saying if we were to institute this we don't want this to take a long time to to radio down to the umc or that's behind home plate that that's a strike or a ball imagine how slow it would be if it was like pitch is thrown one two three strike because, like, the system's taking a second to send right. the information down. Um, I can't remember the name of the umpire. I remember the guy who's retired now who literally would stand up, turn, and then do a strike call or just stand up and stare at you if it was a ball. I forget the name of the umpire. He was really infuriating to play with or to watch, to play with as if I play baseball, <laughs> to watch a game with because you were like, was that a strike? Are we going? Are we going? Oh, okay. It was a strike. You had to take, like, three breaths of stress. I think that's probably where they're concerned is if that takes a long time. But if it's an instant thing, like this is a strike umpire hears that the second the pitch hits the glove calls it. That's what I think they're talking about. They don't want it to increase the pace of play if they institute it and then make it a thing. I guess um, that's the same thing. What did you mention? You mentioned something that I was thinking of. Um, the fact that they are this far along yeah, with it. That's weird to me. Um, it is kind of weird. Here, here's another quote from Rob Manfred. He says, there remains a fundamental question the owners are going to have to address. When you take away the home plate umpire's control of the strike zone, you take away a principal piece of his authority in terms of managing the whole game. We haven't had a lot of conversations with the umpires on this topic, but I do think there is a serious management of the game issue you'd have to think about with respect to that change. That's interesting. I almost don't buy that because if that's your biggest concern, which is a major concern, why are you putting all this time, effort, and resources into this technology? Well, let's unpack that for a second because I, I have not – I didn't read the article. I just saw the quotes. But um, that's something that I – again, I'm a little jarred by that comment. Is Is the ability of the home plate umpire to call balls and strikes that much of a deterrent to try to take over the game from the players and the managers? Uh, do they do they view an umpire behind the home plate as someone who vindictively will call a pitch a strike because uh, the manager's yelling at him or the batter gave him a look after a bad call? Is that what they're talking about with control? No and no. I think what it is is that at times, just because you are Clayton Kershaw doesn't mean you are always going to get that call. I think umpires in baseball do a great job. How, however, I have seen people like Kershaw, not not specifically, but I'm just using him as the litmus test for being 
the best, or or a Max Scherzer. They're quite different pitchers. So let's say a Kershaw or a Scherzer, I have seen them benefit from an umpire, giving them maybe a little bit of slack, but not much. This isn't like the NBA, where Damian Lillard gets those calls in the regular season because he's an all-star, but has no playoff pedigree, so he doesn't get him in the postseason. I don't think umpires are doing that. That's what's interesting to me. However, I do think there are times I've seen guys like Madison Bumgarner throw a pitch, not get that call, and turn his back to the ump and is pissed off. Mm -hmm. And I think at that moment, the umpire is saying, sorry, my friend, this is my game. I don't think they're being vindictive, but I do think they have some form of control. Well, sure, but and that is their way to show said right, control. But I, I get that. So I guess to flip my argument, or I guess flip my question around is, if it is a robot ump, then Madison Bumgarner can't try to take control of the game either because it's a striker of all. No matter what right. he throws, it's a ball or a strike. He doesn't have control. The robot has control. But there are a lot of pitchers that do think when they get on a run, when they get to the fifth, sixth inning, and they're on like a two-hit shutout, and their team's got four runs on the board, those guys mentally do think they're in control. Well, yeah, and think about like a perfect game scenario. You'll see right. home plate umpires give pitches a little bit more to try to help the guy get a perfect game. Um and that would completely go away in a robot strike zone. Again, I don't, I don't know if, I mean, maybe we can if, if people are interested in it, but because we've talked about it before. But to me, one of the biggest things that's fun about baseball is that game within a game that I was discussing earlier in the segment of the catcher and the pitcher and the hitter and the umpire. That, that That's a game within a game. It fascinates me to death. It's like the best part. All I want to do is look at the body language of the hitter after a pitch and see what the umpire does or see what a pitcher does and see how the catcher turns and goes, how is that on a strike? Catcher frames the ball, doesn't get the call, and then drops his head, and you're like, ooh, that guy's not happy. But it, it's that. But also, every umpire is different. So in every single game, you're not 100% certain what is going to be a strike that night. And that changes the approach of the hitters. It changes the approach of the pitcher. Um, and, and, I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of umpires who are a little bit generous with the zone. It's really hard to call the correct zone. I'm not saying it's a negative. I'm just saying it's hard to do. You know, I, I've seen a couple umpires the last couple of weeks where, like, they're perfect. Like, the ball is just off the zone, and they're like, ball outside. And you're like, wow, how did he get that right? You know, it's a really good call. But, you know, to me, that's part of the strategy of the game. That's part of the fun of baseball is not exactly knowing going in, am I going to get this call? Well, you know me. I'm I'm all for the human element and game by game and things being different. So I don't know if you want to get into that as a thing. I know we have to break, but because that to me, it's it's a whole other topic. But if if you implement this, that kills one of the most fun and joyous parts about baseball to me. I agree. And there are some things that I'm reading on the fan text line, 55305. Keep them coming in. I want to read some of these when we come back. We'll keep talking about robots. I don't know why I'm excited about this. I just, from here on out, this is now called robots. Uh, we'll do that next. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Huh. 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 
I think it's I, the process, right? Yeah, trust the process. I, I, I just said I like it at the bottom. Um, some cool stuff coming across the on the sound fan. effect in the song was really well timed. <laughs> my love, my love. It's like my love. <laughs> nom nom nom. Didn't even have to drop it. I just nope, did it for you. you. Just did it for yourself. Uh, some cool things coming across the fan text line, 55305. Are they cool, or are they things we disagree with? Uh, I think there's a couple ones that I like. I uh, think it's a good uh, split down the middle. Yeah. There was a first couple texts that were all for it, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a good mixed crowd on the text line tonight. Uh, I like this. Can we get retractable roofs in both leagues playing the same set of rules before they have robots calling balls and strikes? <laughs> Touche. Fair point. Fair point. Right. Uh I also think there is uh, Crouch the Old Man on a lawn with a shotgun, just like me. Slowly, bit by bit, the art of baseball is being lost. It's becoming more and more scientific, for lack of a better word. Of course, getting the calls right is a good thing, but for some reason, baseball. <laughs> I, I like that one. No, that's, that is a great text because I feel like baseball is the, I don't want to say the only sport because I'm sure a diehard fan of like hockey would say something similar about fighting and, and the mm-hmm. cross-checking rules and all that kind of stuff, but... I I grew up playing NFL targeting helmets. I'm just throwing that out there. Right, but baseball... Just throwing that out baseball's there. Baseball such a cerebral sport with so many different things going on at the same time. I feel like if you start trying to simplify it and make it easier, that that's, that's right. The art of baseball is gone. The joy of baseball starts to leave when you start trying to make it so easy. You know? Right. This is the one that I, that I kind of wanted to get into. Um... I can't remember which P1 this is, but I know it's a P1. Why would they want a human element on balls and strikes? It is or isn't a strike. I'm totally behind a computer calling balls and strikes. Umpires just aren't consistent. I understand the point. I 100% do. I see what you mean. Umpires are not consistent. And is that built into the game? That's not the point that I think this texture is trying to say. But what I will counter with is... Go look at the human element on any sort of calls in any major sport. NFL refs are not consistent. NBA refs are getting killed this year. NBA refs are probably the worst refs of all of them outside of Pac-12, college, whatever refs. They're the worst. Uh, But NBA refs aren't consistent. Their rules change from player to player to where, at least in baseball, umpires, they change from umpire to umpire. Like, I would say if a guy's got a little lenient strike zone, he's not going to be more lenient because Max Scherzer's on the mound. He's not going to be less lenient because Corey Kluber looked at him weird one time. Yeah, generally NBA they, do, refs, they do stick to their yeah, zone. Yeah, to where NBA refs, I mean, look, <laughs> strike zones don't open up or close down because it's the playoffs. Right. It's like, oh, we let you travel all the time. <clears throat> now it's the playoffs. Toot, toot. That's a travel. And it's like, uh, I'm confused. So I guess that's my only thing. If you have this opinion, I'm totally okay with you having that opinion. However, you better, you damn well better have that opinion in every other sport. Because I don't want to hear it. Like, if you think the human element is bad for baseball, then the human element is bad for every sport. I mean, NFL, I think NFL gets away with how poor their officiating is because that sport is so dang popular. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on this. I the, love the concept that every play has holding on it, but we're not calling it. We only yeah, call it when it's egregious. Exactly. Okay. Uh, 
a tagged out is a tagged out. No, we I, don't decide to not call that a strike because it's you know seven to zero in the ninth inning. Well, right, and and in in baseball's defense, in that is that every play like that is now reviewable by a challenge, as unless you have it, unless you don't have a challenge, uh, or after the seventh inning. So any play like that. If it's considered, maybe in the past it was called more leniently or something in baseball, but I still don't think that was a thing. Now you can review it. You can get the call right. Um, and balls and I, I get where that text is coming from, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I 100% too. I don't, I don't, like in, I, in, I do not want you to think, I think, I don't think you're dumb. I totally get it. In, in the, in the purest form of sports, you should get the call right, right? Agreed. That's a, what we're all here for a, in any game we A love. ball and a strike is a very specific result of an action in baseball that you would like to be right 100% of the time. Um, so I get why he says that. However, 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 I personally love the human element. Mm-hmm. I've loved it in all sports. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i down with more replay. I'm down with trying to get the calls right. But I love that there's that question of, huh, was that the right call? I mean, should I review it? Was that a ball? Was that a strike? Was that a catch? And you debate it. It creates it creates a conversation with your friends. It creates a thinking process with you. It adds a different layer to the game than there was just purely on the on the football or whatever game that you're watching. And I've always been a proponent of the proponent of the human element when talking about these things because to me it's just it just makes it more fun. It makes it more fun. And and maybe in some ways it makes makes it more relatable because look you sitting there in your car or wherever you're listening right now, Joe, average guy from Portland, cannot do what any of the athletes are doing. You can't. You can't relate to it. I mean, if you can, if you're listening and you're actually playing in the NFL right now, like, you can do it. You're you're the 1%. But generally, you can't do that. But even though it's not necessarily true, you're like, I could probably be a ref. Right, I could figure out what's holding, mm-hmm. and you, and that's where a relatable aspect where you go. How did that guy miss that call? I could see that call clearly on an HD TV, <laughs> you know, and it, on an HD TV with cameras flying around at right. all sorts of angles. That's it's it makes it more relatable, you know. It's like you, you look at a guy like drop a really close pass, and the NFL quarterback throws it just slightly over his head. You don't go, oh man, can't believe. I mean, some people do, but at least for me, I'm like, I can't believe you dropped that ball. I was like, well, it's kind of a tough catch, you know. I definitely couldn't catch that. Well, even at times when you're <laughs> like, I can't believe he didn't catch that ball, you're not like, are you serious? I could have caught that ball. Right. Me and my six-year-old daughter could have caught that ball together. Me holding her in one hand, a beer in that hand, and catching it one-handed. Exactly. I think that's the difference in, in the human element for me with the refs is I like the fact that I can be like, <laughs> Clearly, that was a wrong call. I also, I'm I, superior to you, and I'm going to view it that way. I also think that one thing we have to keep in mind, and this could just be where technology is advanced and how the human race is advanced, but you got to remember, every sport is built on the human element. Every sport. Yeah. Because when baseball was invented almost 200 years ago... Robots were in horror movies. Yeah, robots... Well, there weren't movies. <laughs> They were called true. talkies, Mike. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Moving pictures. Yeah. Uh, I said 200 years ago, not 100. <laughs> um, at the Civil War, there was some Joe Schmo who was calling balls and strikes. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody was there. And it worked for like 170, 190 years until everybody became snowflakes. And we now demand, we have to have everything right. We demand more. 
I don't know if I demand more. I mean, we, the two of us, probably don't. But no, I demand less, in fact. That's I why think I love, we as a human race demand more. That's why I love baseball. <laughs> I don't have to demand much from it. Right. Huh. It gives you everything you need. You throw the ball, you hit the ball, you run, you catch the ball. Like, that's kind of it. What am I really asking for? Well, but every sport you could say that. No. In the NBA, you shoot the ball. Dribble. And you shoot the ball. You dribble. And you shoot the ball. No. You got a rebound, free throws, and dribble. Well, but you're making it excessively complicated. No. In baseball, there's more to it than just hit, catch, pitch. Like there's there's hit, little, catch, throw. Right. There's little nuances to it. Right. You know? But basketball is dribble, shoot, shoot, and dribble defense. and shoot. And dribble and shoot. Well, what about the NFL? The NFL is pass. And run. No, and there's like lines blocking and routes running and yeah, holes opening. But in your and, in your simplified version of baseball, I'm I'm trying to mimic that. Uh, I don't think you guys. I don't think you can do that. I think in baseball, the there's balls, there's strikes, there's foul balls, there's bunting, there's hits, there's pop ups, there's flyouts, there's line drives, there's ground outs, there's fielding errors, there's uh, throws, there's all of those encompass three things: throw, <laughs> catch, hit. That's it. That's all you do. This is your arrogant and jerky and I am not arrogant. Argument. I am honest. No, 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 no. I'm saying this is that argument for you. You're just trying to spin it your way, even though I feel like I've gotten you in a corner. <laughs> Nobody Sports! <put> ah! <laughs> uh, do you want to skip fantasy or do you want to talk about pine tar on baseballs? Let's let's talk fantasy. All right. Let's not right. let's not. Let's not derail this too hard. Yeah, come on. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll do we'll do fantasy. We also, uh, the Mariners are on a pretty hot streak right now as they're uh, putting the pitch total on Mike Moore right now on the Rangers pretty high. I think he's at almost 40 pitches through two innings. So we'll keep an eye on that game. We'll do the Mariners' hot streak at A. We also have news out of the Dominican Republic. That's kind of raising some eyebrows. We'll do that in the second hour as well. But next, fantasy is your last call for any questions, comments, or concerns. And Mike will try to help you. And please don't listen to my advice. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Fantasy baseball is easy if you know what you're doing. Who's winning? What is occurring? Which player should be in your lineup card? I have today's forecast for you. Hot! And who should be sitting next to you in the dugout? We're going back to work on fundamentals. Fundamentals. In the middle of the season. This is the Fantasy Grind. Part of the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Person and what are they doing in here? I demand. Don't be so scared. I did not get the all staff email of the 30 all staff emails I got today. It was not written that a random person would be coming in to Snapchat me. <laughs> Actually, she came in to Snapchat you because she was probably like, Who the hell's that guy? Right. No, yeah, that was Morgan. And uh, she just. Hi, Morgan. She, nice to meet you. My name is Patrick. Hello. She's probably not listening. She just snapped. Knock next time. She just snapped me. Probably what she had snapped was snapping. So do, I'll watch it in the break. Do I need to let her know wow. that my name is first on this show? <laughs> Who cares that it's alphabetical? <laughs> Dang it. Who are you, people? <laughs> what are you doing here at night? You guys send all emails for, there's donuts in the kitchen, but you won't tell me who's walking in the studio, my own dang show. 
Look, our donuts show. in the kitchen Sorry. is an important thing. Yeah, yeah. Not when you're here one day a week at seven o'clock. It's like a Thursday. Well, would you rather not have an email? It's Thursday. I'm knee deep in work at the brewery, and I get this email that's like donuts in the kitchen. I'm like, I will murder all of you. <laughs> It's so feisty. Subway's here. There's sandwiches for everyone. <laughs> Not for me. You. Not me. We're on a $20,000 night at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that little humble brag <laughs> throw in there, though. Hey, we're busy these it's days. It's a good night. Yeah, people like us. <laughs> anyway, this is a fantasy. We, you guys are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, this is fantasy. We do this every single week at 745. It kind of lets us rant about our trials and tribulations of our fantasy team. But also, if you guys have any questions, please hit the fan text line 55. 305. Uh, full disclosure, I actually thought to myself as I was driving home from my trip whether or not I should share this or not. I did the cardinal sin and forgot to set my lineup for five days. Yeah, so maybe you can never complain about being bad in fantasy again. Yeah, I know it's one of those things like I've never done this before and I've been good and I've been bad. Uh, but yeah, this, this year is going to take a toll on me. It's going to hit me pretty tough. Well, you are currently in the league that we are shared in, in second to last place with the worst pitching staff of all time. Um, and you are currently 63 points behind the glorious leader. Who's the glorious? Uh, me, you Mike. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm waiting for the month of Janino. Okay. Um, Carlos Correa is batting 267. Anthony Rendon's batting 262. Martin is being ravaged so hard. Nelson Cruz is batting 227. Oh, I didn't know that. So, uh, best player on my team, Michael Brantley. All right. I guess if you heard that before the year, you'd go, well, I'm in last place. Yep. yep. (laughs) Um, Or Michael Brantley's hitting 400. uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's batting 343. Yeah. Um, he's got nine home runs, which is a little surprising. 36 ribbies on a team that couldn't hit for a while. It's impressive. Those nine home runs is why you're in the middle of the pack with six for our rotisserie home run points. Thanks, dude. <laughs> you're welcome. Except for Javi Baez has 13 home runs <laughs> leading the team. What's up, dude? I'm batting 268, but I got 13 dingers. How does, how does he even hit 13 dingers? Got a text question. I got offered Springer for Stanton. Do it or no? I'm leaning towards no. Ooh. Interesting. Straight up. So Springer right now is hitting 287. Okay. He's got 42 runs. That's 100 points better than Stanton's hitting. He's got 42 runs, 11 home runs, 34 RBIs, 3 Stolen on bases. what are they? They're the third best offense in baseball, I believe. The Astros are. Yeah, but they go cold a lot. Even though, if you've noticed, they 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 go through streaks where they just don't score at all. Divas. Stanton is hitting 245, 34 runs. So again, let me pull up Springer here to compare. Uh, so it's 40 points less. He's got six less runs, the same amount of home runs, six less RBIs, and one less stolen base. Um, I'd say probably hold off on it for now because, I mean, unless, unless he just is not the same player as he was in Miami, I feel like a hot streak is going to happen for Stanton. And if you trade him now and it happens next week, you're going to kill yourself. You're going to be so mad that you lost a 10 home run week or whatever it would be because you traded him for Springer. 
Um, they're both really good players, potentially. They're both underperforming. You just implied Stan would hit 10 home runs in a week. That's two a game, Mike. Look, exaggeration <laughs> is the best, okay? Just exaggerating. But um, I, I don't think I would do it. But then again, I think it's a lot closer than you're making out to be Texter by saying I'm, I'm leaning towards now. I think the interesting thing about it is, well, first of all, you know if you get rid of Stanton, you know there's the chance that you dip in home runs. Because Springer's going to hit, what, maybe 30? Yeah, maybe. M- maybe knock on 30 home runs. But Stanton has the potential of hitting 60. I mean, I don't think he's going 60 this year, but he has the potential still to hit over 50 home runs. He's, anytime he faces a lefty, he's just mashing this year. So the question is, is how's the rest of your team on home runs? On the flip side of that, though, I personally find George Springer way more consistent than... Giancarlo. It also depends Giancarlo, what type of league you're in. Yeah, Giancarlo, when he's hot, boy, is he hot. But he is ebb and flow. Has been his entire career. Um, I'm not going to say he's injury prone. We've had this conversation many times. Getting but, hit uh, in the face by a fastball. Getting hit in the face is not injury prone. Um, but uh, I would say Springer is way more consistent. However, if you need home runs, you should probably kick it with Stanton, I guess. I like Springer personally as a player more. Yeah, I mean... I'm also in last place in fantasy. <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I picked Springer over Stanton. Not exactly, but I, I chose Springer for my team. I did not choose Stanton. I actually tried to avoid Stanton this year um, in fantasy. But the I think I think the potential for getting hot is good. And, and the texture came back. He said that this is one of those where it'll sit for a couple of weeks. It's not necessarily like a you decide in two days. Yeah. So you get to kind of still see if Stanton can get it going now instead of waiting until August. And then you just had a guy who's hitting 250 and occasionally hitting some home runs the entire year. I also just don't like guys that strike out a lot. Yeah. Well, everyone's starting to strike out a lot, so you might need to change your tune. I hate baseball. <laughs> uh, this came in. I had Matt Adams. I dropped him. Then he got hot the last two weeks. Should I drop Mark Reynolds for him, the guy I picked up for Adams when he got cold? Whoa. You what? okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Are you dying? No, I'm just back to the real world. The west um, side of the west side of Oregon is uh, a lot different than the east side of Idaho. Yeah, I would pick Matt, Matt Adams back up. Mostly just because Mark Reynolds isn't playing every day. Well, and if that's your option for first base, um like if that if that's your weakest if that's your weakest position, which I imagine if you're which I imagine if you're debating between uh Marky Mark Reynolds and Fat Matt Adams. Uh, I'd stick with Matt Adams. He's on the better team. He's playing more consistent. Well, they're on the same team. Oh, well, then there you go. Where's Mark Reynolds playing? Is he in Atlanta? Where's Washington. Matt Adams? Washington. They're both in Washington? Yeah, they're both in the Nationals. Fat Matt Adams is in Washington? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was in Atlanta. He's been playing in place of uh, Zimmerman, I believe, at first. Um, actually, I, I, I take that back. Reynolds is playing every day. I think he's playing third right now. Is this even now. a baseball show? <laughs> Mark Reynolds plays third. Then where's Anthony Rendon hit, hitting 262 at? Well, he's been hurt a lot, so I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I know Mark Reynolds is hitting home runs. I, Matt Adams is a more consistent hitter. I, I'd pick Matt Adams back up personally, but that's just me. Who's winning? What is occurring? I have no yeah, idea. Clearly, Patrick doesn't understand. I have no idea. <laughs> you guys want to talk about Champions League for the next hour? No. I watched it in a tiny lodge, like 60 miles from where I was camping. All we have to say is Curious sucks. Yeah, and Sergio Ramos, I'm coming for you. Hmm. Like Liam Neeson style. Good luck with that.
I know. He's really attractive to Mike, me. just good luck. <laughs> you missed a golden opportunity. I know. God. Apologies. What? I don't get it. Well, yeah. And Liam Neeson, the Taken movie, Taken, when he's the like, guy's I'm going to come find you. And then the guy on the other end of the phone says, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> if he dies. Damn it, Mike. he dies. Can I make a confession? I've never seen the Taken movies. Me neither. You just got to see the first one. Don't see the other ones. I think, uh, how I think, about, I think between necessary. all the previews of the four movies, I think I've seen the first one. There's four? Probably. <laughs> how about, do you think Taken is the most referenced movie that the least people have seen? Because everyone's seen the commercials. Whoa, can of worms just opened. Everyone's seen the commercials, right? Everyone knows the phone call. Because yep. it was in ads forever, and now it's become a meme. The most popular movie that no one watched. Right, that exactly. What you're at, How many times have people referenced Taken, but have only ever seen the trailer or maybe two minutes on TV? Good point. Text 55305. Yeah, yeah, is there, like is there another movie that is more referenced <laughs> that is less seen than Taken? Um, I don't know, but I really like it. You like the question? Yeah, yeah. Let's think about this. When we come back... Mariners are up 1-0 right now over the Tejas Rangers uh, with Cole Hamels on the mound. Uh, We'll keep you updated on that. However, that team is a little bit hot, plus some crazy stuff coming out of the Dominican Republic. We'll do that in the second hour of the show. This is Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <laughs> 